You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. I am your lady, Akeisha, and we're going to jump into our grateful moments. I'm here with my the wonderful Phil. Phil, do you want to go first for our grateful moment? Hey, everyone, our Belgium fans, you need to hit us up on Instagram so we can shout you out. Uh, I am very grateful to another week, a little under the weather, um, science affection. So, <laughs> uh, so, but I'm grateful to be on the show and then everyone is coming on and we get to talk to your fans. So I'm grateful for that and for my family and my little girl who my daughter came to visit us, not really came home and hung out with her friends, but she was in the facility for the weekend. That's dope. We love stories about children, but not so much about your sinus infection. Sorry to hear about that, but take some orange juice and an antibiotic and pray. That always works for me. <laughs> Kelvin, Alan, who wants to jump in? I'll go right ahead. I am grateful. You know, uh, shout out to everybody that's still listening, keeping up with us, because we got a good product here. So I appreciate y'all listening, because y'all know that. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for just another week. I'm grateful for um family i'm grateful for life and just all the good things that we kind of take for granted every day so i'm grateful for those things and i am grateful for having no cavities i just came from the dentist <laughs> hygienist told me i got the cleanest seat she's seen since 8 a.m since she walked into the building so i'm glad to have no cavities nothing like that everything's cool and i can just keep on smiling Yes. Okay. You better keep smiling with no cavities. Look at God on today. <laughs> so let's, I know some people um, weren't very happy, but a lot of people were. The Baltimore Ravens, great Lamar Jackson. They won. Congratulations. I know Kelvin's excited. So Lamar Jackson did say that did say that it felt good to get the monkey off his back by beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Who was happy about it? Whose fantasy was messed up? Who lost some money? Let's talk about it. Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in first, and I'm going to jump in last if somebody has something to hate on Lamar with. So uh, let me go ahead and say this. Action Jackson at his finest, and I did have Keisha had him on both of my fantasy leagues. He produced 24, 34 points. <laughs> Two minutes. Well, from my experience with fantasy football, like I was always the one getting snacks and kind of helping out and giving sneak picks. But um, that's a lot of points. Congratulations, Kelvin. I know Phil is going to say something wild, so we might as well just listen. They got lucky. Y'all got lucky. Lucky, but like a horseshoe. I know. I know. Lamar has been listening to me. <laughs> what was my gripe with him last season? He heard me. My gripe was. You got to stop running the ball. You got to throw it, establish the throw. And he's done that for the past two games. He's throwing accuracy, accurately. He's not waving off his receivers. He's actually throwing the ball. That sets up the run. This guy, this guy so is delusional. I say Phil, that he's been listening Phil. to me, and I'm proud of him. He's establishing, he's establishing his arm accuracy. Then he picks and chooses where he needs to run. He keeps the defense off balance prior to that it's one throw wave off run 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 nah 
Phil, you got you got this whole scheme backwards. No one, no one throws to set up the run in exactly. the NFL. No Lamar one was that. doing that. He was though <laughs> if you have no, a quarterback running a quarterback here, like Lamar, here's, here's the you thing, could do here's, that. Here's the thing about that. You're talking about he needs to throw. What are you talking about? His although his first throw was an interception, he got a pick six. Dude, he had over 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it didn't was set it? up the what? run. He was he was running he was running when necessary. Most but of his runs were designed were, was designed calls. But he wasn't doing it last season. Last season it was run first, run second, then third, and then if he didn't get the close, then he'd throw it or wave off the wave off the uh, receivers or tight end. Yo. He just did it himself. <laughs> this year he's throwing Sorry. more. Can we, can we apologize more. to the fans? Oh, apologize to the fans because Phil obviously doesn't watch football, y'all. Like, I want to get out of here. Lamar, Lamar Jackson last was waving off people and running the ball. With him, you're able to establish throwing the ball and run. You keep the defense off balance, and you've seen that in the last two games. He's staying patient in the pocket and slinging those little curl rocks, the curl routes, or little post patterns, and that's allowed the defense. They don't know what to do. And when he's ready to run, guess what? He freezes the linebacker. He freezes the safety because they don't know if he's going to run or throw. Because of that. That's called a zone read. Right. That's still still a running play. They didn't run any RPOs like the Chiefs did at all. No, it was direct. They They only did it like once or twice that whole game. Correct. But I'm saying that to establish what he have done is not similar to what he done last year. He's doing what I asked him to do. Stay in the pocket and throw, and the run will come to him, and he's doing that. Man, you want to know... A lot of a lot of his plays last night came from how bad outside of Honey Badger, how bad the the secondary for the Chiefs looked. Because honestly, they didn't look great. But to me, they're like a mid they're like a middle of the pat type of defense. Like you don't gotta be a great defense to win it all. Right. But you at least you at least gotta be somewhat decent. And for the most part, Hollywood Brown's uh touchdown. A broken play a lot of a lot of things that happened for the Ravens last night in that game was broken plays because of busted coverages and everything of situations like that because of course once Lamar kind of gets in scramble for the most part he kind of stayed in the pocket but he still had the pocket presence to move around even while under pressure again the the pass doesn't set up the run that doesn't that for doesn't, Lamar it does he's the exception to the rule but but here's Two. the thing but right. here's the thing though, but here's the thing though, even even if he's running the ball, like my thing is this, it's it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. It's a numbers game. So if eight people are in the box, right, right, they're not running the ball. Not last season, eight people was in the box. And eight people he was, was still the- running. Last season, I'm telling you, the difference from this season and last season is too different. He has grown, and that's all I'm giving credit for. He's staying in the pocket more, he's much more patient, and he's running at the right time. He's not running all the time. He's passing the ball. He established his receivers. Watkins probably pulled him up and said, yo, come on. It was no secret. Nobody wanted to, no receiver wanted to go to Baltimore. Nobody wanted to. I mean, look, okay? even if the offensive line is bad, they still, they still didn't want to go to Baltimore because they're having the same type of offensive line problems as a few other teams in the division is having. So I don't, think it, I don't really think it has anything to do with that. I think the, their coaching staff had faith in Lamar. Right. I don't think that was. I don't think that was really the issue. It was just finding players who would be able to fit the scheme that they're trying to run. Which is uh, we know the real. We know the real issue, y'all. 
what's the real issue? Phil doesn't watch football. He does. It's the real issue. <laughs> Phil does not watch. Yeah. Football. He's such a hater. He has he watched at least watches games. The, he at least watches the scores and the tickets. Yo, he watches the highlights. He's just saying anything out here. Like Lamar's playing the same <laughs> brand of football he's played his No, he's life. not. It's okay. It's all right. I think it's Phil is projecting football. his flag football team. At this, this point of view, and this is my last point, he's actually going to, the way he's going right now, he's actually going to throw more than rushing yards. Last year, he was the third or fourth leading rusher in the NFL. <laughs> and he was 20-something in throwing Phil, yards. He ran for over 100 yards yesterday, Phil. What are you talking about? I, I say he's he, on he pace. one no. running back. Name I one say he's one on pace. Back that ran more than him yesterday. Tell me I'm one tell- running back that had more yards than him yesterday. Name one running back, Derrick Henry. I had more yards than him yesterday. How much Derrick Henry have? 182. 182, sorry. Right, 182. So he was the top three in rushing yards yesterday, right? Right. Top three, right? Right. That's not the and problem. Still, the problem. He still beat the Chiefs playing the same brand of football he's always been playing. No, he didn't. He wasn't low. He averaged, he would average what below a hundred. There was games he had only a hundred and something yards throwing the ball. He's on pace this yeah. year to actually hit three three thousand over three thousand yards. Last year so, he had so 2,700. So never mind the fact that his his players, his offensive players have adapted more and they became more mature and better players like Hollywood. Andrews got another year on his belt with him, so he has better players around him. So you don't you 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 don't even look at that. Only or is Sammy he, Watkins has a free agency. He, you don't look, you don't look at more. things like that. Is he, he throwing the ball? He's been more. throwing the ball. He's been throwing the ball. He's been throwing the ball. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cut the tape. So for the first time in about two years, or since we started this podcast, I hear Phil giving Lamar Jackson some kind of props. Now, if you guys been listening to this show, you know how much of a hater Phil is. He cannot stand Lamar. He claims up and down that he is not a quarterback. He is more of a running back, right? Um, While myself, Kelvin, and the rest of the team give Lamar his props, Phil is always the one hating. So what does Lamar do? Lamar beats the Kansas City Chiefs. We all know that's the baby of the NFL. Probably the best team in the NFL, right? And now Phil is going to get on this internet here and say that Lamar was taking his advice? Phil, come on now. Just give the man his props. He gets it done in the air. He gets it done on the floor. And that's just what it is he is a multifaceted quarterback and hence he earned his title of mvp of the league i am so happy that the ravens were able to beat kansas city not because i have a problem with kansas city i'm just tired of this obsessed train of nfl fans everything is pat mahomes and kansas city and travis kelsey and Tariq Hill, and and look, they're all phenomenal players, right? Like, I'm not here to jump on the hating train. But at some point, it's like, relax, right? There are other great quarterbacks in the league. There are other great teams in the league. And that's why I love the NFL, because on any given Sunday, any team can win, right? And so major props to the Ravens, major props to Lamar Jackson, 
who threw for, I think, a little over 200 yards. He had 100 um, rushing yards. Like, he's just doing it all. And all around, we just need to acknowledge his greatness and not try to take credit. Phil, are you listening to me? We are not going to try to take credit for what he always has done on the field. All right? So that's just my take. Hey Phil, I'm, I'm about to read you. I'm something. gonna step back. I let I'm about to. Say. I'm about to read you something, right? So, so, so last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, these numbers are not too far off. He threw the ball 30 times. He had 235 yards, one touchdown. Guess how many yards he rushed for, Phil? How much? 86 yards. That's, that's you. You're barely already near the century mark. Then, um, then, talking about, so what he's doing more, he's throwing the ball more. That's what I'm saying. He's throwing but, the ball more. Is that throwing the ball more or is it you're just getting more yards, more yards per throw? There's a difference. There's literally a difference between, oh, he's throwing the ball more. Mm-hmm. Mm, you can throw the ball more, but guess what? Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball more, but guess what? He ain't throwing, he's not throwing it down the field as much. He's throwing Thank it down you. the field, but there's there's a difference between oh he's throwing the ball. Throwing the ball is it's fine and dandy, but you're if you're not at least throwing the ball close to ten yards per attempt, then that means nothing. Because even yesterday, let's here it goes, eighteen for twenty six, two hundred and thirty nine yards, one hundred and seven yards rushing. What's the difference? He's throwing the ball more. <laughs> That's going to be his he's bottom line. He's, 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 he's throwing the ball more. He's hitting the pocket. He's throwing the ball more. Okay. He's throwing the ball more. Well, I'll tell you who did throw the ball um, yesterday, and because he did so, his team won. So the Titans, 33, Seahawks, Ooh. 30. Ryan Tannehill did a fairly good job. He was 17 for 27, and he threw 347 yards. He only had one real bad fumble that made it real easy for the Seahawks to score, but did y'all see that game? Was anybody upset? Yes, (laughs) yes, gladly. But you know what? It's 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 not as bad. It's just I'm only upset because I don't have any predictions like that are actually going my way. Everything is close as I predict, Mm -hmm. but man. I don't I don't like I don't like having like starting off 0-2 like the Giants when it comes to these predictions. That's really how I feel right now. But to be to be fair in all That's seriousness, um fair feels fair. Derek Derek Henry was the reason they won. I mean, let's just keep it a beam. He had 35 yards in the first half. The men finished the game with 182 yards and he had 35 touches. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, it's it's bad. It's real bad. The Seahawks should have won that game. I mean, the thing is, like, I said it a few weeks ago, like, can the Titans defense stop somebody? They gave up three touchdowns for more than 50 yards. Mm. Like, how do you how do you really expect to win? But I mean, another reason why is I kind of got an issue is just the targeting situation. I feel like that kind of saved them just a little bit. It didn't right. alter the whole game, but I feel like it did help some. But you know, I mean, credit 
credit to the Titans. They did what they had to do. Julio did have over 100 yards, and, you know, Derrick Henry is is the king of, of the running backs currently in today's game. I'm waiting to see. You see? Yep, there the he issue. is. <laughs> Here's the issue. Seattle deserved to lose. Oh, you can't be up by two touchdowns going into the fourth quarter and you and and, and you stray away from the game plan and you knew and De- Henry you know the whole offensive of the Tennessee Titans is run 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 <laughs> so you know what they deserve to lose but like i said as giants fans there's 17 games this is only two there's 15 more games to go so hopefully seattle learned their lesson because the time in reality, it's only two teams that re- two or three teams really going to the playoff to the championship, and Seattle is not one of them. They win those closed. Ever since that, um, Marshawn Lynch didn't get that football on the two yard line. From they decided to throw it, it was a five yard line. Decided to do a screen pass, a short pass, that window shut down. <laughs> so, guess what? Just get your regular season win, maybe one playoff win, and you're going home. It's, your time is over. So yeah. Seattle, there's nothing really looking forward to. There's only a few teams that's going to win. And it's not you. So you're in a tough division on top of that. So good luck. Oh, snap. I feel like you meant that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I kind of do like the Seahawks. I, yeah. Okay. All right, Phil. I'm going to call Russell Wilson and tell him what you said. And then, you know, tag him on Instagram so he can listen to it. <laughs> But, um, Kel, you, you had something to say in regard to this, or do you agree? Because you mostly agree with Alan. Not too many of us agree with films, and that's okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> most of us have some sense about this stuff, so <laughs> we, we, we will have opposing views. But no, um, <laughs> I, love, I still love you, Phil. You just be crazy sometimes. I still love you, though, brother. Um, I appreciate yeah, you, so- too, but you're crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. So Tennessee, um, I was shocked. Not shocked. Can y'all? I was shocked. I wasn't shocked, but I expected Seattle to win that game because I always really believe in their home field advantage. That 12th man thing, I think, is real in Seattle. So, I, And I felt like the game would come down to the quarterback play, which was kind of correct, but for some reason, Seattle couldn't stop anything. And um, Derrick Henry, you know, takes over to all the flaws and the deficiencies of Ryan Tannehill, which is the starting quarterback for them. Um, so I wanted I, – I, I picked Seattle to win, and they were up like two touchdowns, I think, at one point in the game, maybe in the second half. So, you know, I was comfortable saying that they was going to win that game. But then I went back to ESPN and checked it out. Uh, and it was a tied game. So, um, you know, it's, it's shout out to Tennessee, man. Did it, Derrick Henry did his thing. So, um, you know, Russell Westbrook, I mean, not Russell Westbrook, but Russell Wilson. <sighs> I don't know what we're going to do with that, that man. But, you know, I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan of all the brothers playing QB. But, yeah, it was kind of disappointing that they lost. Before I get into this, let the record reflect, listeners, let the record reflect that I I don't remember who the guys picked prior to the taping of this show, but let the record reflect that I chose the Tennessee Titans to win this game against the Seahawks, and guess what they did? They did just that, okay? 
first of all, I mean, I've been saying it for the last three times I've been on this show. I believe in the Tennessee Titans. When you have Derrick Henry on the field, unless you can collapse him, unless you can contain him, I mean, there is nothing that teams can really do. He will beat you with his legs, and if necessary, in some instances, by himself. Now, Kelvin always gets on me because I'm like, Derrick Henry is like the KD of the Titans, right? Like, if Derrick Henry is on, the Titans are definitely going to win. Just like when KD is on, I mean, you, he's the best player in the world, right? Like, you can't stop him. And it is undisputed, undisputed that Derrick Henry is the best running back in this league. I know some people would try to argue that against me. But, I mean, it is very clear. He had 182 yards on the ground, okay? And that's just light work for him. Man, I am so proud of my KD in the NFL, my Derrick Henry, that got it done. Now, I know people want to discredit this win and say, well, Seattle should have won. They made stupid mistakes or what have you. Whatever. We all know a win is a win. We don't make excuses when our teams lose. We're not going to make excuses when other teams that are supposed to be great lose, okay? A W is a W. I also got to acknowledge Julio Jones. Um, he had over, I believe, 100 yards receiving. And so it's kind of like what I said in the beginning. If you can contain Derrick Henry for some portion, you still have to worry about the receivers um, on the Titans. And Tannehill, Tannehill threw for about 347 yards. 347 yards. I know it made Kelvin roll over, right, watching the game and realizing how great of a job this quarterback does because Kelvin does not believe in um, Tannehill as a quarterback. But I am just so excited. My prediction came true. Derrick Henry is making me look like I'm a wizard out in these streets. And you know what? I noticed the guys gave credit to the Titans. Even Kelvin gave credit to the Titans, but it sounded so, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, they won. Like, I'm going to need a little bit more energy, okay? I'm going to need just the same line of energy that is put into hating on my guy and my team. I love it. I love it. And Derrick Henry, I trust. And that's all I have to say about that. They were up 24 to 9 going to half. Yo, that's only halftime. You're acting like they was up. They were 30. up. Look, it was. It was. That's only two scores, Phil. You 16, know that, right? 16 to 24, third quarter. And Tennessee had to score two touchdowns to tie it. And Seattle only scored one. Now, I, mean, I think they had two field goals. It was an epic collapse. We had this. It was an epic collapse. I wouldn't say there was a collapse. I wouldn't say there was a collapse. It was Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry won them that game. Like correct, he collapsed that uh, defense. Seattle's it's not even. It's not even that. If we if we watch if he really paid attention to Derrick Henry for the past two to three years, and I probably even said this last week. I said if there was a point 
to where Seattle can at least bottle him up throughout the game, they can win the game. You're not winning no game giving up 182 yards and especially like a 60-plus yard touchdown to Derrick Henry. That's not going to happen because I didn't even realize that play because I'm over here flipping in champ, flipping back in between different channels because there were so many great games on within that time slot. And it's as the second half comes along, it's just it's just little by little. He just he just eats you up. They just suck up that clock. They just keep you on the field. And eventually pressure pipes burst. It really had nothing to do with, oh, how how bad the the offense was kind of looking for Seattle. I mean, they was just throwing it over the top over them. And then when the time just came right, it just seemed like the Tennessee defense was able to just keep everything in front of them. And then you got Derrick Henry, who's just eating up the clock. And then he's just dragging defenders along with him because we know he gets better as the second half goes along. I mean, I agree with that. Here's the crazy thing. And I'll let the point. You know, Tannehill did not throw a touchdown. Alan, you said you what with you you what with what? What you just say? Oh, I was basically. He, he said, "I agree with that." Did you hear that? He said it. I heard okay. that. <laughs> it's on wax. Sure. It was on, we we might have to might have to play that back. <laughs> it was on wax. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Akisha. Studious, <laughs> you are. Tannehill did not throw for one touchdown. <laughs> that's that's the sick part. Derrick Henry had three touchdowns. That all the remaining was field goals, and they lost. So who's to blame? Seattle's defense. That's who I think should blame. Tannehill did not throw. He had three hundred forty-seven yards. Good field position. That tells me. Derrick Henry had three touchdowns. That's twenty-one points. What was the remaining 15, 13 points came through? Well, fourteen points. Field goals. What do that tell you? Seattle defense is no longer leads your boom. They blew up. Bye bye. I, I love I Russell Wilson and Seattle. I, I appreciate them, but the, what's real is real. Seattle is no longer that. The twelfth man has disintegrated. It's the team needs to start rebuilding. They're not winning no Super Bowl. I wouldn't say so like they, they, they've been they've been uh, in a rebuilding stage with their defense when they blew it up um, because they had to pay Russell Wilson all this money. So they always was trying to uh, they always was trying to revamp the offensive line, but they had to blow the defense up kind of um, because there was it was it was um, who was it? What's the guy? Cool. The guy, the safety Earl. Earl. It was Earl Chan, Cam. It was Sherman. It was uh, I forgot the other like guy. Wagner. Yeah, but they always, still, Wagner was the Wagner's young guy. Still he's still there. Yeah, yeah he's Wagner's still there. See, Wagner's the, like the only guy that's still left. So they had to revamp it. They tried to revamp it a while ago, but the problem was when they paid Russ, they didn't have a backup plan as far as getting the players in um, on offense or defense to supporting. So you know they just they put everything on Russ as they did before in the past, and Russ supposed to be Superman. And I think that's it's not just the defense, but the coaching. You know, mm-hmm. I think the coaching was poor. And uh, when you had that type of lead, you got to do better game management. And they, and they obviously they didn't. We got some issues with the NFL with their excessive taunting calls, right? Um, I guess we kind of expect a certain level of, I can't even say decorum, or a certain level of behavior. Like, do you all see a problem with it? Do you see it? What do you, t- what's your take on it? 
It's ruining the game. <laughs> <laughs> it is ruining the game. Like I have never seen so many flags thrown for minor for minor things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm a wide receiver, if I'm a right. DB, if I'm an offensive lineman and I do my job and I'm hyped, I have the right to be hyped. Right. <laughs> I have the right. And and the thing about it is when you put in all this work to to fulfill a task, like mm-hmm. there shouldn't there shouldn't even be an issue. Like there's obviously a line to what actually taunting is. Like yeah. what Whitfield did to Tyreek Hill, oh yeah, that's that's worth it. That's absolutely <laughs> I mean that's that's taunting and that's actually worth it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, like, hey, yo, I think this came from one of your guys from New York, Phil, talking about some. Well, we decided that, you know, we don't like it and we want to take it out of the game. Mm. Have you even put on pads? <laughs> Have you put in the work to under to really mentally understand what it is to actually taunt somebody? Like, yeah. if we want to talk about taunting, there was a video, um that was resurfaced uh, last night with, it was the Steelers and the Bengals and William Gay. I guess he gets an interception or whatever the case is. And you talking about taunting? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. He was dancing on the field, you know. He was on the ground, like crawling with Joey Porter, going <laughs> to him. That's taunting. Granted, it's not directly to the player, but that's taunting that's probably actually worth it. But you're talking about if I can just buck to a position because I'm talking my trash because I put in the work. No, we don't need to have that. That's not that's not necessary. Like, yeah. it just kills the game. And then also it can change the game so badly mm-hmm. to where a situation like what happened in the Seattle game. I think someone else got like a penalty. I think it was uh, Keenan Allen. He got a penalty. Um I can't remember his first name, but Edwards from the Bucks. He got a flag just from running backwards into the end zone after a pick six. That's annoying. So, it's- like, I don't, I don't, I just, man, we need to get these folks out of these positions. I'm about to send a letter to uh, Mike Tomlin to the competition committee. That's great. I love writing letters and stuff. And I use Grammarly. We can send this letter because I feel like football is barbaric. Like, how are you trying to beautify a barbaric sport? And a part of me thinks like, okay, so we know who, what culture of players are doing these, these things because they tend to be more expressive. They're also more athletic and more entertaining. So is it like, are we trying to put a leash on your behavior so we can control it and and make it look pretty? Just do your job, make it look good and go home. I don't like it. I don't see the point. Tisha, I agree with both of y'all. This is a modern day slavery. Right. I'm saying it. There is, I play football. (laughs) I play football when I was 16 for a league called the Brooklyn Hurricanes. And I think I told the story before. And I, I was terrified, but I played. We won the championship. Great. But the coach said, hey, when you're 17 years old, this is the next, that's the next group over there playing. And I saw a punt return. They, you see, the NFL actually covers the sounds when those plays are hitting each other. That sound, I heard that player got hit. 
it's like a freight train. And that day, all that day, I made a decision after the season, I'm done. <laughs> you know how much emotion I remember I complained to him, I was getting ready to complain to my coach. My fingers was, you know, I sprained eight of my fingers. And the, and the coach, coach said, anybody hurt? And I'm 16-year-old about to say me. And the coach said, I hope you're not hurt because we have a guy right here who have a heart ailment and then sprained wrists and thing, and they're still playing. I oh, shut man. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a you have to go be a psycho. You have to have your emotions up to play this game. No, no, normal person mm-hmm. gonna run and play uh, this sport. Mm-mm. No way, because just run you and and two, these are the way the guys get to market themselves, yeah. and the camera loves it. Audience love, fans love it. You think I wasn't happy when I saw Eli Manning throw that miracle catch to, to and, and miracle play, and I was yeah jumping up and down, or when the Giants beat the 49ers in the conference off a, 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 a punt fumble, I mean, a punt return fumble. Emotion, yeah, it's a part of the game. It's an emotional game, so mm-hmm. they need to stop this nonsense. Stop trying to make robots because what's going to happen is you're going to die the product out and people's going to turn to basketball mm-hmm. where they're allowed to have emotions. Yeah. So be careful what you ask for because if these players, you're going to get subpar play. People, get, I'm glad they didn't give Lamar Jackson a taunt and call because after <laughs> he came out, he snapped the football and he was jumping up and down. I'm glad they didn't do that, but good Lord. Right. Stop the nonsense. You can't control emotions. Stop it. It's like the equivalent of telling the you know, nothing t- <laughs> telling everybody to be quiet after their team makes a good play. Yeah. Like, can you imagine somebody getting on the speaker and be like, shh, all the fans to be quiet? Like, I feel like it's the same thing. It's unnecessary. It's not Keisha, the nature of the sport. Keisha, it's actually like being at HBCU and they say at graduation, don't clap until until no, not <laughs> even HBCU. You better come to a middle school. <laughs> Middle school graduation, please hold your applause to the end. Move <laughs> oh, that kid! My kid! Jackson. Are we going to clap? We won't clap. Yeah. But yeah, and, it's unnecessary. <laughs> and so my issue with, with the rule is it's so subjective, right? You know, if, if there's like at least a clear line, like, okay, you can't slap another player. Got it. We want to slap another player. But wh- where's the line? Like, right. honestly, Lamar Jackson flipped into the end zone. That should have been taunting last night. Based upon... But that was nothing. So it's kind of like it, it leaves too much subjectivity, mm-hmm. too much. And and, and, and and to be fair, we're talking about humans, right? Right. What happens if you piss a ref off and then and you, you score a big touchdown? Then they they, they can just get paid back for, for free. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. It's bad for the league. It's bad for business. It's it's. And the people complaining about it, it's equivalent of people complaining about critical race theory and education. It's just, it's just, you're making, you're, you're finding something to be upset about when it's not even that big of an issue. It's not. <laughs> Anyone who's listening, critical race theory is not taught in K-12 schools. It's equivalent of just making something out, you know, you don't like it, so you, you say something about it, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it, it, it's bad. I won't call it slavery, but it, <laughs> it, 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 it is... Um, censoring in a way <laughs> it is censoring it is censoring right y'all remember uh y'all used to watch wwf before it oh, became yeah. wwe y'all yeah. remember the guy right to censor the right to censor yeah yeah it's, it's just unnecessary and they all the league always does like why is it that they don't allow people just to have the joy of the game right you know when when ai was used to dress the games and you come in baggy clothes like no 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 you're clean the image 
You got you got you got addressing these Eurocentric norms, and so it's just kind of like if you get popped, you you need extra motivation. You need the extra motivation to get through the next play. You're you're on adrenaline, and let's be honest, these people are taking stuff too. Ain't no way they can control themselves. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's bad for bad for business, but let let Maga keep magging on. <laughs> Yo, I think I think this is a five for five um, where we all agree with each other. I remember Barrett Brooks was saying that uh, NFL stands for not for long, and uh, I'm gonna just echo that. And it stands for no the no fun league too. Mm-hmm. Um, they taking away all the fun in the NFL, man. Like like everybody was saying, it's an aggressive sport, it's an emotional sport but they want everybody to be robots. And I just don't feel like it's realistic. I mean, they want it to be a video game with the volume off, you know? <laughs> like it's conservative joy versus liberal joy. <laughs> like, like, like Evan was saying, it's all subjective. So I'm definitely on, a, on the same side as everybody else. I think it's ridiculous. And because it's so subjective and it's gray areas, that they kind of should ban it because if it's going to affect the game too, like it's just going to cause more controversy, especially when it affects the big bags when you talk about gambling. And that's another right, story. Right, right. So I am going to begin this segment with a little bit of a story. I'm going to veer off a little bit from sports just so I can make my point kind of in a backhanded way. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, right? Brooklyn is my home. I'm a New Yorker through and through. Every team I root for is from New York, all that good stuff, right? And I remember being a girl growing up in Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn looked a certain way, right? You had your little bodegas, your corner stores. Um, it was like a melting pot of West Indians, like people from all countries. Um, it had a certain vibe and spirit. You know, most of the neighborhoods in Brooklyn, um, most of our people live together and you know as the young people say now it was a whole vibe now when i go back to brooklyn i was actually in brooklyn this past weekend with family when you go back to brooklyn it's different so all of the mom and pop shops all of the bodegas all of the stores that you kind of grew up on that made brooklyn brooklyn has now been torn down replaced with high-rise apartment buildings um, rent is crazy through the roof. Now there is a push, right, to get the original people that have lived there, established their lives and families there to move out. Yes, it is exactly what you're thinking. It's gentrification. And when I look at the NFL and what they are doing with these excessive calls, the only thing that comes to my mind is that the NFL, they are gentrifying how we experience football. Imagine how boring a sport would be. We're watching football and we can't watch players celebrate, right? First thing that comes to mind for me, when Odell Beckham Jr. was a rookie, he was on the Giants, I remember the catch. You guys all know the catch. I don't have to describe it. It made him famous. He went up a rookie, came down the superstar in the phenom right? The reaction, the celebration, I mean, that is what adds to the lore of the game. And now, if you look at someone too hard, if you dance a little bit too much, 
there are flags everywhere for silly behavior, right? You can't be too fancy when you go in the end zone because why? You are going to get a penalty. I cannot believe that now in my 30s, I am watching a sport where they are trying their best to monitor and tame down. And the reality is we all know who the aim is, right? Our black athletes who are very expressive. We are expressive as a people. We are high grade talent. And we love to celebrate when we have accomplished great things. So it hurts my heart, right? And in, in, in this in this 2021, that when I watch a football game, all I'm gonna see is flags for stupidness, right? For celebrating, for dancing, for being excited, for being expressive. And so the only thing I have to say is, wow, I thought gentrification was just happening in these major cities where they're pushing, you know, black and minority people out to bring in higher earning white individuals. But now I see it is permeating even the NFL and how our black athletes can express ourselves. And I am disgusted by it. I am disgusted by it. There's no justification for it. And we all know the underlying reason, whether or not we say it or not, we all know the underlying reason for it. NFL, Roger Goodell, oh boy, I can't even stand to say his name. Get it together and stop making this sport turn into some handsy, you know, care bear sport. That is not what this is. Let the players do what they do and entertain us on the field and with their celebrations. And I think the point of, we all know things aren't real until they are documented, right? And I, I think they will avoid that so that they can keep that level of subjectivity. It's like, based on what I think, based on what I feel, based on what the higher ups told me to do. So I think even though it, it's corny in the words of Evan, keep on magging in the water. <laughs> And Calvin, NFL, that's funny because <laughs> the not for long, I've only heard that in reference to women, women and their husbands. Like you ask about somebody, how their marriage is, you'd be like, yeah, that's um, her husband, such and such NFL. And they'd be like, well, not for long. <laughs> yeah. Insider. So you may hear that amongst your married circles. Mm -hmm. So I'm just telling you what that means. Okay. On a happier note. Yay. Week three. <laughs> We have some, we need some predictions for this Tampa Bay LA Rams game. Okay. So I looked at a couple surveys. Uh, people can kind of go either way, but it looks like they have the Rams. Hmm. Like 50, 55%, 55%, excuse me, chance of winning. What do you think? Does anybody think the Rams or is anybody in favor of? Tampa Bay. Huh. This looks like a, a cool split. Where's the game at next week? In LA. It's in LA. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay's 2 0. The Rams are 2 0. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Okay. I think I agree. I'm going Tampa. I'm going Tampa. Um, okay. You know, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, you know, I think they're obviously legit Super Bowl contenders, but 
Uh, I feel like Tampa is is out for blood. Um, you know, there's there's one individual I know, and I'm not gonna I, please. I, I don't mean some blasting here. Tom Brady may be as competitive as Michael Jordan. Because like like the dude don't care that he won a championship. The man still is out for blood. Yeah. Like the year that like this man Tom Brady still stays up at night thinking about the New York Giants. I hate to admit it for Phil's sake. He still stays up at night thinking about the New York Giants. He's wishing he could just mm-hmm. decimate them. Mm-hmm. So I think you know traditionally I understand Kevin's point. I mean I think if it's in Tampa, I think people are next to Tampa. But because I think people are giving the slight edge because it's the Rams. Uh, it's it's in L.A. But um yeah so with with because it's in LF and people get an advantage, but I for for life me, you know, I just am not a big Matthew Stafford believer. People always say it was just Detroit, just Detroit, but eventually Matthew Stafford's gonna Matthew Stafford. And I and I think that Tom Brady, uh Gronk, um, that offense is really, really an elite offense. I mean, that's gonna be a hard offense to stop. So I'm going I'm going with uh Tampa Bay uh to go three three and oh and and LA to go two and one. Plus I hate Sean McVay. <laughs> get over that Ooh. i'm gonna pick <laughs> the rams why because kelvin you no. change your pick feels great with you <laughs> <laughs> listen the rams Yo. have won the tightest mess defense the last two teams had no defense the that the tampa bay played they were not tested as of yet yes tampa bay have weapons but they didn't go against elite defense, and the Rams are elite defense. And the question is, who's going to stop Aaron Everybody thinks to the Giants, everybody know the secret to beating Tom Brady. Eli did it twice. Once when he undefeated season against Tampa Bay, when they were undefeated going for 19-0, and and the Giants stopped them. And I think that's probably the greatest Super Bowl Bill, how many all years times. ago was that? That was in 2008. <laughs> and then we won again in 2012. But just to say, both when we were nine and seven. But just to say that, I, I, I don't believe that Tampa Bay um, defense was as good, will be able to stop the Rams' offense. I think they're going to have their way. So I'm going to side with the Rams um, and I'm all solely on Donald, Aaron Donald. I think he, he's going to bring up the front four. He's going to take part. He'll handle him by himself. So I'm looking forward to this game. Hey, man, you didn't get Jalen Ramsey no credit, just Aaron Donald, and that's <laughs> it. That's so disrespectful. That's it. If I had to choose, like, this is really a hard choice. I'm glad I looked this up for this week. I said, dude, this is going to be a fun game. I actually think it might be a shootout. Um... I do. I actually think it's going to be a shootout. It's just going to be whoever makes the appropriate stops first, because I mean, if you really want to talk about it, Tampa Bay's defensive line is just as strong as LA's. Actually, I think they're just a hair a bit better. Um, now everything is really just going to come on to the back end. If the if the back end for neither team holds up, it's just really just going to be a shootout. Um, I do believe that as great of a team the Rams are, I just have this feeling that, I mean, the way that Tampa Bay played poorly in the second half, because I have Gronk and Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette 
they played they played great like in the first quarter and a half then something just fell off like just offensively something fell off and i really think playing against this particular team tom brady is going to have this team focused because they're going to be like look this is a potential contender that we can see in the future so this isn't a game although it's week three that we want to take lightly um i'm i'm going to go ahead and decide on the tampa bay buccaneers um i think they're gonna i think they're gonna pull it out i just feel like they have too many weapons offensively that you can use in godwin ab um mike evans you still got Gronk back there you still got oj howard back there ronald jones like i could list everybody and on top of that they have one of the best offensive lines in football so i mean it's really going to be a battle at the line but i just think that it's really just going to be a shootout in the end because both of these offenses have the ability to just be explosive. Okay. Now, Phil, you said something about some secret sauce or something. Like you said, Aaron Donald knows the, he knows the secret to being Tom Brady. What is no, that secret? What? The secret he learned from Eli Manning. Oh, and actually he learned from Michael Strahan. Okay. Yeah. He learned it from Michael Strahan and Justin Tuck. Right. Gotta yeah. knock Brady down. How? If you knock Brady down, he gets off his rocker, and he loses Super Bowls. Even the Eagles took that from us. So don't do that. You didn't have to step in. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. I can I? Is it too late to switch my pick, man? Because it is. <laughs> you need to. You need to. You need to. You need to pull it back. You, need, you, need to, you know what? Real it, you, real Kelvin, it, Kelvin. I'm just going to. Hmm. No, let's see I'm something. Saying, all right. All right so reason, right? what do you think? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. What's your reason? My reason. Is uh and with with Evan and uh with Evan and um Alan said is definitely it's definitely true. I, I respect what they said. I just feel that um you know it, it, it mentally it's a mental thing. Kansas City, I mean uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have the same mentality going into this game in the sense that the Rams it's a new it's is now it's like okay have we arrived? Who are we? We trying to figure out who we are. Tampa Bay is already know who they are. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's the edge for a team that's trying to, uh, you know, trying to get an identity, trying to make a, trying to make a statement, you know, and they playing at home. They trying to make a statement. They got a new quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a new life for them. Tampa Bay is, is just, we're traveling across, we're traveling to the West coast. It's business as usual. So I, I'm not saying that Tampa Bay may be the be- may not be the better team, Mm-hmm. But because it's fresh in the season and this team is trying to establish themselves as one of the favorites or, or one of the elite teams in the league, sometimes, you know, in sports, that kind of means what means more for one of the teams than the other. So I just think it's going to mean more for, for the Rams. We have two powerhouses that will play. We have the Tampa Bay Bucks and we have the L.A. Rams. And the question is, who will come out victorious in the clash of the Titans? Yes, I had to put the Titans up there. Y'all know how much I love them. But anyway, I honestly have to give the nod to Tampa Bay. They are a high-powered offense, well-oiled machine. They look dominant in the first two weeks of the season. Now, obviously, it's only the first two weeks of the season, but we have to go with what we see. They just have too many weapons. Tom Brady is like on this geriatric tour. Like he's never going to stop playing. I mean, they are just, 
who they are. And while I think the Rams, um, they're solid, they have good defense, they have um, great offensive weapons as well, I think I just have to go with um, the team that looks like the most well-oiled machine right now. And um, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a runaway on either side. I think it's going to be probably scores back-to-back, like the Rams score, the Bucks score, the Rams score, the Bucks score. Um, so I think it's a good one. I think all football fans, we're looking forward to watching this, but I have to give the nod to Tampa Bay. I just don't see um, anyone beating them right now at this juncture in the season, right? We'll see where they are later on. Um, but yeah, I gotta give it to Tom. Okay. But I, I don't want to give Phil a pass for when he said <laughs> this offense is not like, you know, they, 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 they he said, what did Phil say? He said something about they that. Found about the Eagles. He threw the Eagles in oh, there. He did do the Eagles in there. And let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. The Eagles played Tom Brady at his best and beat him. The, the Giants played Tom Brady when he was not taking them seriously and beat them. But that's another story. That's another story. But what I will say is, Phil. You're Not once, but twice when it was you said, 16 You said, said 10 million bucks aren't proven. You said 10 million bucks aren't proven. They just won a Super Bowl last year. It's pretty much a, a similar roster. Not much difference. This, this is not a team that's not proven. This is a Super Bowl championship team. And what team they beat so far? Atlanta and the Cowboys. Who, who did the Rams who did, beat? Who did the Rams beat? The Rams beat the... Um, the Detroit Lions? The, no, they beat uh, Colts. Right, and who else? Week one, they barely beat the Colts. Carson Wentz got hurt in the final, in the, in the yeah. last stretch. So okay. they beat the Bears and they beat the Colts. I'm not impressed by the Bears. The Bears just Bears won. Bear, the Bears barely beat Cincinnati by like three. But Cincinnati it won the previous week. They beat who? They beat. Um, we don't Bell. care about Minnesota. The Minnesota. Min- exactly. You're acting like they're really a real contender. They're a pretender. We all know okay. this. They haven't, they haven't truly been relevant since Brett Favre, but that's a story for another day. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're more impressed against which one? Tell me who y'all are most impressed with. Out of the four components, um, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Bears, or Atlanta? I know Atlanta's all. Cowboys have looked good two weeks in a row, Phil. And they and they, and they and they and they was pretty and they was pretty solid against uh those Chargers if you watched the game yesterday because if you know the Chargers Justin Herbert is not afraid to sling that football and they right. were only held to what seventeen points I think it was 17, 20 points something like that answer the question who you impressed with I mean me. am I am the Cowboys the Cowboys the, the, uh, the four teams you named the Cowboys are the most impressive team that you named. Mm-hmm. And it was on hard knocks, looking cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the Cowboys don't have no real defense. But, okay. All right. I'm more impressed with the Colts. All right. Kelvin, who you impressed with? Yeah, I hate to say it, man, but the Cowboys, they did look the most impressive so far. Okay. That that game that game for Tampa, man. I mean, I I'm with you on the team, though, Phil. Phil <laughs> Thank with, you. I'm with, I'm with you on the team with, uh, with L.A. winning. But I, okay. I just got to be – my eyes, I've seen – out of them four teams, I've seen the Cowboys look the best out of those. All right. I beg to differ. Yeah, okay. All right, so with, but with these Buccaneers and the Rams, what do you think? Do you think the score is going to be close? Like, what's your what's your score prediction? 
like 31, 27, 30, 29. What do you think? I think the Rams win by a field goal. 37, 34 bucks. 2017 bucks. It's going to be 30. Yeah, I, I think it might. Yeah, I think it might be low, low 30s. Somebody going to be in the low 30s. Somebody going to be in, in mid 20s. Yeah, field goal. Rams win by field goal. Let's see. Whoever's closest get a Chick-fil-A gift card. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do From it. From Phil. From Phil. Yeah, because he get all the money. Uncle Phil. Uncle okay. Phil. Fill up banks. <laughs> all right, so that's it for our episode. See you next time. Eagles stink. You didn't have to do that. We were doing so well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>